And welcome to Detention. This week for our news and politics episode, we have joining us in detention, Clarence Thomas, Joe Biden, Bam Margera, not a surprise there, and then the University of Northern Iowa. Nice. Yeah. Joke for you, Cody. It's not funny. It is funny. (laughs) What did the zero say to the eight? Uh, I don't know. Oh. Hey, man, that belt looks nice on you. (laughs) (laughs) You I like that one. You get it? Yeah, I like it. For any of you who can't imagine or envision this here, I'm going to ruin the dad joke by explaining the dad joke. They they understand it. Yeah, you bring the sides of a zero in together at the middle, and you get an eight. There it is. Yep, there it is. Thanks for mansplaining that for me. Hey, you know what? Anything for you. (laughs) (laughs) So... Just jumping right into news and politics with our politics here, I want to talk about Clarence Thomas's, who is a Supreme Court justice. Who shouldn't be a Supreme Court justice. Who honestly probably shouldn't be at this point. Um, and his failure to properly disclose his finances. I don't know if you looked into this at all. I did not. It's um, pretty damning. I mean, it's just another reason for why a lot of people think that he should be removed from the Supreme Court. Well, the other- besides the fact that he can't be impartial i mean that's kind of how this feeds into is like the biggest issue was in the last couple years is that his wife who's a fucking nutcase uh was attending the january 6 rallies before you know the insurrection and shit and was texting high trump officials telling them that they need to overturn the election results and that this is a huge disgrace to our country and basically giving more fuel to the fire as to why you know the trump mania has just gone too far and then him, Clarence Thomas, refusing to recuse himself for, you know, the possible Supreme Court case that comes up with did Trump plan and execute an insurrection, right? Pretty shitty stuff. This one is not as bad as, you know, the nation crumbling, but it's still pretty bad. So Supreme Court, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas intends to amend his financial disclosure forms to reflect a 2014 real estate deal that he made with a GOP mega donor, Harlan Crow. I did see this. I didn't like, so I didn't see it from when you like sent me something, but I actually read into this a while ago. Yeah. So you are aware of yes, how, I know exactly like, what's how going crazy on. it kind of can be. So... The acknowledgement of the transaction should have been disclosed almost a decade ago, and Clarence Thomas does at least now recognize, oh, yeah, I probably should have put that on there. But it's it's pretty dumb as to why he didn't. So it involves a sale of three Georgia properties that Clarence Thomas had previously owned in his, in his family, so including the home of where Thomas's mother, Leola Williams, who is now 94, currently lives. As part of the negotiation, negotiated sale price, Williams, his mother, uh, who at the time was 85 of the deal, was given an occupancy agreement to be able to live in the home for the rest of her life. Um, She would live rent-free, but is responsible for paying property taxes and insurance on the home. Thomas believed that he didn't have to disclose this deal with the selling it to um, Harlan Crow because he did not make money on the deal. That's why he did not feel like he needed to disclose it. It's still finances. You're right. It is still something that, you know, could... It's an asset. It's an asset. You know, you are selling your asset. Regardless of you made money on it, does not fucking matter. That is something that is now changing hands. 
And there's so much that you have to do as a public official in a high position like this of like, you need to be like your shit together. You need to have all your ducks in a row because if stuff like this happens, it could come back and really bite you in the ass. He just thought he didn't need to do it. It it won't, but yes, you're right. It won't. Gabe Roth, who works for the transparency agency for the Supreme court stated, quote, if you're a Supreme court justice and you sell a property you own, you have to list the transaction in your annual disclosure. That's the law. Even if Justice Thomas lost money, and even if the sta- sale was uh, to build a museum one day. That was kind of the excuse right. that they were giving. Harlan Crow was saying that, you know, in the event of um, Clarence Thomas's death and then his mother dying, he was going to take those three properties and turn them into a museum of some sort, which, no offense, the Clarence Thomas story that we've talked about is it's impressive. A guy that literally came from dirt and then rose to be a Supreme court justice and went to some of the most prestigious schools. That's a good success story. However, he's a piece of shit. And I doubt that's a reason why you're wanting to make a museum. Exactly. It's just a cover your ass. Exactly. So that's where it gets into a a huge problem is that you have a huge GOP mega donor who is and I'll get into this here in a little bit, is really good friends with Clarence Thomas, right? Who is in a position of extreme power on the Supreme Court, who bought the home of Clarence Thomas where his mother lives, where she doesn't have to pay anything except for property taxes and insurance, which, to my knowledge, she's not even really paying it. It would be coming from Clarence Thomas. So she's just living there for free. How much influence do you think a mega donor over Supreme Court justice is going to have of saying, hey, if you don't vote in this particular way on the Supreme Court case, I'm going to evict your fucking mom. Exactly. There's such a huge conflict of interest, which legally is you're told to step away from all the time. So with where I work at the bank, if one of my really good friends, like say, say you open up an account there, I should not be taking care of your transactions because it's a conflict of interest. Yes. Same thing if my girlfriend came in or my mom came in. Any of those people that are really close to me and I have a huge connection with, I cannot handle their transactions because it is a huge conflict of interest. Yes. And well, how is this any different? It's even it's uh, way more important. Say, no, not to like belittle, I guess you'd be working at a bank, but it would be it's totally different for if you were to do that for me as opposed to this literal billionaire doing this for a Supreme Court justice where only nine people get to decide if something is constitutional or not. Exactly. And he's one of them. On a side that, frankly, anymore, it's not that big of an impact because it's it's Republican-owned right now anyway, but it's still 10 years ago it wasn't. Right. When this happened. So it's like that's a huge conflict of interest. Yeah, and now he's like, all right, I'll take care of it. I'll switch it. It's like even as quote-unquote noble as that is, you knew better. We all know you knew better. Oh, yeah. And you can't just be like, oh, fixed now. Yeah, he totally knew it was wrong for him to do. He just did not want to disclose it because it would look bad. But in my mind, what looks worse, disclosing it up front and being honest with people because you're, you know, a fucking judge or, you know, waiting 10 years down the road and it comes out in a leak and people are like, um... What the fuck? Especially after, like we talked about with his wife being batshit crazy. The more and more evidence is being piled against you for why there should be an investigation to see if you were even 
good at your fucking job. But then you come into the precedent, right? All right, we need to remove him. They're, Look at what's going to happen when, yeah, whenever the Democrats eventually dis- control it, we got to we got to remove them for one reason or another. So you set if you do this when it is rightfully deserved to remove this guy, you're setting the precedent that you can remove a Supreme Court justice even though there's the ability and legal ability to do it. You set the precedent because Democrats don't like what he's doing. They're going to remove Democrats. Yeah. And it works for anything. You can be impeached for any government office that you have. So Supreme Court justices can be impeached and then removed from office, just like a president or a member of Congress. It's just, it literally has never been done. Right. The only person... Even if you impeach, it doesn't mean you're just getting removed. It just means it's our... You're impeaching. under investigation. Yeah. Like the law abiding uh, side of the government is saying we authorize an investigation to occur. Right. So Senator, uh, or hold on, before I get to that point, Crow has been or has given more than $10 million in publicly disclosed po- uh, political contributions and support efforts to have the judiciary move to the right. So he's even paying money to have, you know, the Federalist whatever group that has like selected judges to be put on the Supreme Court, right? He helps pay for research of like, who do we put on there that's even further right than the last crackhead, right? <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, Thomas and his wife, Ginny, have taken several luxury vacations with Crow before, being on his private plane and private yacht, sailing across the world and stuff. And Thomas just rubs it off like, oh, this isn't that big of a deal. It's just a vacation with my friend. And, and to be fair, yes, it is a vacation with your friend. And you have every right to do that. Mm-hmm. However, it's kind of a big fucking deal when we find out this kind of stuff. Yes. And it's still kind of a, it still makes you look kind of bad. If right. you're taking like vacations with a billionaire, who that billionaire consistently donates to your party to like influence how things are done. That still looks pretty fucking bad. This just adds a whole nother fucking spice to it. Right. And it does. And if we're going on that point, right. And it doesn't, the only way to really show in a way that you're not being bought is to kind of vote the other way, which isn't exactly fair because Mm -hmm. if you're going to vote that way anyway, you're going to vote that way. But you have to, in these instances, be, you have to step back and say, I can't do this because it is a conflict of interest. If this guy is involved, right? Yeah. It just, there's no way to come out of this, unfortunately, looking positive, Mm -hmm. right? You can have this really good friend, but if he's funneling all of this money into the GOP and you are conservative, which is perfectly fine, and you're voting conservative, which is also perfectly fine, it, it just, there's no good way to go around this. Yeah. At all. It just makes you. It looks. It's your, just unfortunate. It makes huh? your legacy look like just shit. Yeah. Like if you, if uh, I'm assuming that's why he, you know, once wanted to be a Supreme Court justice, right? Where someone nominates you to take this highest position in your field is you want to have some type of legacy and mark left. And this is how it's going to go down for you. Is it's going to be like, oh well, he was potentially being influenced by people with money because of his situation with his mother and his wife made him look bad publicly because he also refused to recuse himself when he had ample evidence to be like, I cannot be in this decision. Right. And as a lawyer, you should know better. Yes. Just because it's your fucking job. Right. 
uh, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse of Rhode Island and Representative Mark Hansen of Georgia, as well as multiple or two dozen other Democratic members of Congress are asking Chief Justice John Roberts to launch an investigation, and they're calling on the Judicial Conference uh, policymaking body for the federal courts to refer Thomas to the U.S. Attorney General for potential violations of the Ethics in Government Act of 1978. Um, White House and Johnson said in a joint statement, quote, there is at least reasonable cause to believe that Justice Thomas intentionally disregarded the disclosure requirement to report the sale of his interest in the Savannah properties in an attempt to hide the extent of his financial relationship with Crow. So who knows if that actually happens or not. But again, reading into this, you realize, oh, yeah, this is, again, cut and dry as to see the actual clear motives. And the motives are not good. Next news story for politics. Hooray, hooray. We're being saved again. Oh, God. Uh, Biden has announced that he is going to run for president again in 2024. I hope there's another Democratic there, candidate who there beats are. this. Oh, I mean, there are other candidates. Will they win it? No. They should. So very clearly as of right now, because Trump is well in ahead the leader of the Republican market right now. Well, because DeSantis hasn't said he's going to yet true but he's also not gonna he's not gonna get it even if DeSantis were to say that he's running I don't think he's gonna get it I do I think there's still too many people that are on Trump's side well that and DeSantis is going to war with Disney which we easily should have put up on here but we didn't we could do that next week yeah I mean there's probably gonna be more stuff to come come out out by then but, yeah, President Joe Biden this past Tuesday formally announced that he is running for his reelection in 2024. He is asking voters to give him more time to finish the job that he has started. Uh, he would be 86 by the end of his second term. Well within, you know, obviously, he's already the oldest elected president ever after Trump was the oldest elected president ever. And if Biden obviously does again, he will continue to be the oldest person That's, ever elected. It's so not a good idea. It's really not. I understand why he's running. I get it. Because you are literally the leader of the Democratic Party. It's almost like your obligation to do so. Yeah. Just because that's... And you have things it's in precedent. motion. Yeah. You know, it, it makes sense. I do get it. But for fuck's sake, can we get somebody else? Like, he's not the best choice. We all know that. Oh, yeah. He's, he's definitely not. He's just the lesser of two evils between Trump and himself. Mm-hmm. I would rather have someone who's not, you know, turning to dust at the helm. Now, that, I mean, he is getting into how old he is. It's like putting fucking Senator Grassley in right now. Not a good fucking idea. You're right. Because he'll keel over and die. So getting into that, like, this is um, kind of an interesting thing of, like, who do you want to then be vice president? No offense to Kamala Harris. She broke barriers. Has she done anything? Again, I haven't really been paying attention, to be completely honest with you, so I don't know if she's actually done anything specific besides run the country for, like, a day. I'm sure she has. We just haven't paying, been paying attention to it. Um, and I don't know if it's just because she's a woman and they don't seem to be covering as much of her. I can definitely remember of, like, when Biden was vice president, they'd cover more about how he was going to different countries and negotiating on the behalf of the United States and for President Obama, right? I can clearly remember multiple stories of 
Biden returning home from his two week whatever trip and to whatever fucking place, right? To talk with so and so leader. I have not heard much of that with um, Kamala Harris at the moment. I'm googling right now what the fuck has Kamala Harris done? <clears throat> um, Literally verbatim. But what to, the fuck to kind of get into that of like she doesn't seem to be the most popular VP at the moment either. And maybe it, I don't know if their relationship as president and vice president are all that strong, to be honest. But there has been talks of like, well, if he were to run again, that the possibility of him selecting a different vice president is pretty likely where he would choose someone else who is an up and coming rising star in the Democratic Party and have them because the likelihood of him fucking dying in office is so much higher now just because he is getting ridiculously old for the job. And like many of us has probably seen in, you know, Biden's public speeches, he's also not the best at speaking anymore. Partly because he does have a stutter, partly because he is going fucking senile because he's old. So I don't know who a replacement for Kamala Harris could be, or if that's even an option, um, it does make you look kind of bad to select a different running mate for your re-election campaign instead of keeping the same person before. So I don't know who else in the Democratic Party could even beat a potential Trump candidate besides Biden. So to be honest, it might be the best move, but oh, you have to have someone as vice president that I think is going to be a little bit more likable. A lot of people do not like Kamala Harris. I don't have anything against her. I don't know much about her, to be honest. But I don't know if she would be the best option for a potential president if Biden were to die in his second term. So a little bit of questioning news there. Do you find anything about what she's done? No, because this is just talking about some of her aides leaving. Oh. So... I should probably put accomplished rather than done. <laughs> what she accomplished? Well, I'll start into the next story, too. I'm sure you saw this. The arrest warrant was issued for Bam Margera. You didn't see that this past week? No, that was the first time I saw it when I read our notes. So before I even um, wrote this, there was an arrest warrant given, and he was on the run. And then I updated our notes to say that he had turned himself in. He was on the run for four days. Was Which he is, skating? Was he what? <laughs> was he skating? Yeah. Uh, more like having like a weird alcoholic binge moment. There's uh, a reason why they didn't bring him back for jackasses because they tried to they tried to tell him, bam, you need help, and he didn't want to do it, so they didn't let him back on. Well, it sounds like that the uh, jackass crew had told him, you either sign this disclosure saying that you have to be sober while we're shooting or you're not going to be or go to rehab and be sober for yep. our, our shooting, or you're not going to be in the next movie. And apparently Bam Margera refused. Oh, he's pissed. Which is, I mean, if, to be honest, here's the thing. If Steve-O, no offense to Steve-O, because I love Steve-O, he's a genuinely good person. Steve-O got clean, and Steve-O turned his life around. The guy that would literally do anything, 10 cans of fucking nitrous and fucking pass out and jump off of roofs and break his fucking neck and shit. 
high and not really remember much of any of it or light himself on fucking fire or whatever. We had a huge drug problem, not just alcohol, just drug problem. He got clean. I know addiction is a very severe thing and it's different for different people, obviously, but come on, man. I think honestly, a huge part of it is him losing Ryan Dunn. Oh, I'm sure he he has not dealt with that. No. He has not gotten any closure. I'm sure he has not gone to enough therapy or talked to enough people to kind of ease his mind on that. Because yeah, they were literally two peas in a pod, brothers from different mothers, just the closest of you know, almost partners, just in life in general. And Ryan Dunn passes away. And I don't think he had enough closure to deal with that death. So that it is sad and tragic on that end. Getting into the actual arrest warrant. So this past week, Bam was on the run from police for allegedly simple assault, harassment, and terroristic threats towards his brother, um, Jesse. Uh, All these were due to interactions that Bam had with his brother over at his estate, Castle Bam. Uh, Jesse called the police after Bam allegedly assaulted him and told him that he would kill him. This is what Jesse says, that Bam told him, quote, I will kill you. I'll put a bullet in your head. So pretty graphic stuff. Uh, Bam would then fled the house into the woods. Once the police arrived of his estate and he was on the run for four days. Um, he is like we mentioned, had a very public addiction to alcohol and potentially other drugs leading to several rehab stays that have been unsuccessful. Um, his brother did accuse Bam of being addicted to meth at the time of this incident, and Bam claims that those are false. Apparently, he took a blood test with his lawyer, and the blood test came back negative. Um, Bam's also telling his brother that he, he needs to get the fuck out of his house because of this whole incident. I mean, the what apparently started is that Bam was breaking down Jesse's door early in the morning for whatever reason, Went in there, assaulted him, just told him some really fucked up things. Went down to the kitchen, was pissing in his own sink. The brother had then confronted him again, where Bam confronted him. His brother called the police. They came over, and then Bam fled. Um, Bam did turn himself in on this past Thursday, four days after being on the run, and claims that he is swearing off alcohol for good now. We'll find out. I mean... Some people finally get the check that they need. And I hope this is him because I mean, even pre jackass, right? You have Bam as a remarkable skater. He was considered to be like transcendent. Yeah. Not in the sense of like Tony Hawk level, but just like the urban style of it. Right. You want to get back to like skateboarding roots. Yep. Because skateboarding just took a huge shot up with uh, Tony Hawk and all those other professional skaters where it was just kind of a smaller niche thing that people were really good at, and then it blew up. Bam kind of brought it back to more of like the street feel and then just kind of added additional things of just being stupid. Well, and then you just look at how when you hear, like especially in the early aughts, right, Mm -hmm. when we were growing up, you knew of two skateboarders. You knew of Tony Hawk. And you knew of Bam Margera. Yeah. And you knew him for different reasons, right? Because Tony Hawk had the video games. He was he was the tried and true. And then you had Bam Margera, who was more of the outcast. Kind of but, like the counterculture of the, its own movement. Yeah. And in, then, in a way. And then on top of that, you had him in Jackass. 
And so you knew him from two different things, but you knew that he was a skateboarder because even in Jackass, he was skating. Yeah. And then he was on Robin Big every now and again, and he would do different things. But that's how you knew Bam. And when you – because honestly, I it makes sense when you think about it. I didn't know growing up the Jackass crew was like high as shit all the time. No, I mean, I as a kid watching it when it was first out, I never would have thought that either. I'm like, man, these guys are just – absolutely fucking nuts right as an adult you look back and you're like oh no that totally makes sense yeah that they're just out of their fucking minds drunk or right. high yeah so completely makes sense but it's it it's sad to see just how far he had to fall for hopefully getting his shit back on track i mean steve-o had the same kind of thing he found i think it was love that really helped him his uh i don't think they're married i don't think I so i think either. it's his longtime partner now or girlfriend yeah that uh in a way saved his life i mean you just think about what bam's gone through right losing his best friend ryan dunn in a car accident never probably coping with that and then the brothers that you thought you had with the jackass guys they're looking out for you and you just don't see that yeah and then they're turning you away that has to be another huge hit and then your own brother having those problems like he's gone through the ringer and has he done enough to help himself no um so i hope he is finally doing steps to make him better and even the jackass crew members when they've talked about bam over the last couple years and how they've all kind of had a falling out with him they've all been very hopeful like we really wish the best for him right and we just hope that he gets himself in order we have nothing against him and johnny knoxville even said that he's like i just want him to be better but he he knows he can't make him do that exactly it's got to be bam who comes to that realization so it is sad because again the uh gosh MTV with the original Jackass show. Yeah. Or even Nitro Circus. Yeah. Where they, it wasn't necessarily focused on them. They were kind of swapping in other people, but it was kind of a spinoff from Jackass. Yeah. Travis Pastrana and his crew. It was, yeah. Very high, height of like beginning reality TV. Yeah. Where it was just following these just insane lives of these people. Well, I remember growing up, me and a, f- a really good friend of mine at the time, um, him and his cousin wanted to do something jackass-esque. Yeah. I don't even remember what we decided to call it, but the first day that they were wanting to do stuff like that, I joined them and I was all of 12 or 13, I think. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I mean, it. we didn't do way crazy shit like that. But, I mean, we did stuff that was stupid, for sure. Uh, we, got, mm. we caught it on video. I don't know if anyone has it anymore, but it was it was dumb. Me and a buddy of mine did something very similar, except he was the smart one, and he knew that I was kind of the dumber one, and he said, I'll be the one filming you do this stupid stuff. Yeah. So I would. We all took turns. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you felt at least more original to what Jackass was. Everyone had their own stunts yeah. or sh- stupid things that they would do. More local news stuff. Both of them surrounding University of Northern Iowa, our alum. Gross. Where you and I, for the first story, is expanding public health. Good, because they fucking retracted it over the last 10 years. Yeah. Uh, The Blackhawk County Public Health is partnering with the University of Northern Iowa Student Health Center to offer sexual health services for students. 
uh, sexual. They've been doing that. I don't know what the fuck the difference yeah, is. Yeah, so when I read this, I don't know how much they're actually expanding it. Maybe it's just that they're partnering with them, so, like, they have a better way of, like, reporting. Better for, system, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem like too much has changed, but sexual health services will include testing and treatment for HIV, chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, and other infections. Uh, cl- clinic staff will also provide safer sex counseling and answer questions for students. They'll offer free condoms, and uh, sexual health supplies are also available as needed. They've been doing this since I, we started. Yeah, yeah, I know. Again, when I read this, I'm like, I don't know what is so new about it besides the fact that, oh, well, they're partnering with the Black Hawk County Public Health Office, and I'm assuming, like we had mentioned, that they're just doing it as a way of better reporter reporting, better monitoring, um, extending the amount of maybe funding that they have available to them to do this. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be much better, but I don't know about like the, I'm all for the more reporting and helping sexual assault survivors. I'm absolutely all for that. Um, and everything else again, to your point, it has seemed like it's been the same. The thing that I want them to start doing again is getting back to the therapy that kids, the, the kids need because when I was in school the second time, they were rolling a lot of that stuff back. I remember when I went to therapy. They did offer uh, counseling services. They did. Yeah. But then they started rolling it back to where it was like you only had X amount of time per semester. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into like only when you need it. And I was like, what the fuck? Because they were saying that everything here is on the university. And then it started becoming out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck's the point now? And Because I remember... When I went in, they said, if you absolutely need us, it's an emergency, you come in. Otherwise, you have to make an appointment. You had to do this long, it was like an hour-long survey to get into counseling. It's like, that's not going to make people want to do it. They had rolled back their counseling so bad. Their mental health uh, division was atrocious by the time I left. Oh, yeah. So that's what they need to get back to. Um, clinic services are provided from one to three. This is something I found pretty shitty are only provided one to 3 PM. So two hours on the first and third Mondays of the UNI student health at the UNI student health center. So two Mondays There's a month 9, for two hours. Students. That is four hours a month that they're doing uh, for this. Um, appointments are available, but walk-ins are welcome. Students may incur a fee for services provided outside of the public health clinic hours. So, Mainly getting into, I guess it's not getting better, but hopefully with the Black Hawk County uh, Public Health partnering with them, that maybe it will. Because if they, if you and I is getting all these students that are coming in for these different either uh, mental or uh, sexual issues, then they can refer them to the Black Hawk County Public Health and maybe they can do something as opposed to the, the university. I don't know, but yeah. It does. It just doesn't make sense, right? Because I know a lot of the reason why they were cutting a lot of these things is because of budget cuts. Yeah. Here's an idea: stop spending so much fucking money on football. Don't make a two hundred and fifty million dollar fucking renovation to the goddamn dome and just do something to help your fucking students that are actually there. Guess what's not going to help me? A new fucking dome. Guess what will help me? Clinical services. Yeah. Fair enough. The other story I want to talk about for you and I it's called the Purple Pathway. 
So the University of Northern Iowa is expanding its master's degree and advanced studies certificate designed to help fill administrative positions with Des Moines public schools. Because they have a high turnover there for admin. Public schools has a high turnover. Yeah, but admin uh, in Des Moines is apparently very, very high. Which, I mean, I can understand why. There's It's a bigger city and the bigger cities have more issues, right? Uh, the Purple Pathway is a two-year UNI College of Education program designed to help educators find positions in the Des Moines Public School District. Des Moines Interim Superintendent Matthew Smith said in a statement, see, they even said su- Interim Superintendent. <laughs> so their, their superintendent's fucking out. And I want to say I heard why, and it's not what you think it is, but I have to, I have to clarify that because I don't want to say something that's wrong. I think I heard a story as to why. It's not good. Anyway, their interim superintendent, Matt Smith, said this in a statement. Des Moines Public Schools is committed to supporting opportunities for our staff to learn and grow, and this new partnership with the University of Northern Iowa is a great example of that commitment. The Purple Pathway provides our staff a chance to advance in their careers, allowing DMPS to remain and promote our talented employees. Upon successful completion, educators will be qualified to apply for administrative positions available in Des Moines Public School District, including uh, PK-12 principal, principal assistant, dean of students, special education supervisor, PK-12 special education director, curriculum director, at-risk director, director of education, elementary and secondary, transportation director, and equity director. So... A lot of job opportunities in Des Moines. So if you want to get back into the field, Cody, nope. this would be a good opportunity. Two years and you can get a degree and go there. No, I actually got poached today while I was at work. Oh, did you? I did. For a different school? Not, Not a even school, a school. Fucking, Not uh, a bank, but bank? just a different... Different job? Yeah. Oh. I said I would go check it out just to see the options available to me, but I probably well, won't leave. We'll see. You know, just to... See what's out there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Surprise topics. I will go first since you've been talking a lot. I actually just named mine McCarthy Has a Soul. You can probably guess what it is. Like McCarthy, the Speaker of the House? Yes. Is it raising the debt ceiling? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, I'm just going to read this entire article. So I'm just going to tell you who it is. The story is from USA Today. It's by Rachel Looker. Okay. Good. Give her credit. Good. Yeah, because this is... I'm just... Everything that I'm reading is from this article. So House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, the Republican from California, rebuked claims from a Russian reporter that he does not support sending aid to Ukraine during a press conference in Israel on Monday. A reporter from Russia stated a question by started a question by stating the California representatives does not support, quote, unlimited and uncontrolled supplies uh, unquote, of weaponry and aid to Ukraine. He then asked McCarthy if U.S. policy on sending weaponry to Ukraine will change. Quote, did he say, I don't support aid for Ukraine? End quote. McCarthy responded, quote, no, I vote for aid for Ukraine. I support aid for Ukraine. I do not support what your country has done to Ukraine. I do not support your killing of children either. End quote. Fucking came at him with the fire. I guess. Keep going. McCarthy is in the Middle East leading a bipartisan congressional delegation to commemorate Israel's 75th anniversary of independence. He became the second U.S. speaker to deliver remarks before the Israel 
Knesset, I think, the national legislator of Israel on Monday. Quote, I think for one standpoint, you should pull out, and I don't think it's right. We will continue to support because the rest of the world sees it just as it is, McCarthy told the reporter. McCarthy has voiced concern over how Ukraine's aid has been spent, but vowed to not hand Ukraine a blank check. Quote, I think we are going to be sitting in a recession, and I think... Oh, sorry. In a recession, and they're not going to write a blank check for Ukraine. End quote. McCarthy, then House Minority Leader, told Punchbowl News in October 2022. Hmm. So pretty much... Um, this reporter called him out saying that you don't support aid to Ukraine, right? And McCarthy's like, no, I support aid to Ukraine. I'm not going to let him have a blank check, but I don't support what you're doing to the country and killing children. Fucking savage. I actually respect him just a little bit more for that. Not much, (laughs) but a little bit more because fuck yeah, he's absolutely right. I, uh... Will never respect him because there are rumors that he is fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> and you gotta just, do what you gotta just do. Just on man. principle alone, uh, you know the idiom: never stick your dick in crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a very, I'm very well aware of that. So live uh, that. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, it is true. Yeah. Do so, not do it. So uh, just based on that alone, I will never have respect for him. That's fair. Even though it's a rumor, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my surprise topic is that I titled it A Good Record to Break. So a senior, Dennis Barnes, who attends the International High School of New Orleans, is shattering records by receiving offers from 170 different colleges and universities and getting more than $9 million in scholarships offered to him. Uh, He applied to over 200 schools across the country, He's only 16 years old and has been uh, promoted early to 10th and 11th grade. He has also maintained a cumulative grade point average of 4.98 and is a part of the National Honor Society. He is fluent in Spanish and received an official qualification from the Institute Cervantes on behalf of Spain's Ministry of Education, Culture, and Sports. So this kid's really fucking smart. Uh, for the past two years, Barnes has been dual enrolled at both the Southern University of New Orleans, uh, as well as his high school, earning a diploma. He plans to pursue a dual undergraduate degree in computer science and criminal justice after graduating on May 24th. He currently has a cumulative grade point average at the University of 4.0 and will graduate with a summa cum laude distinction, which is the highest you can get in a college setting. He breaks the record of the previous um, most, I guess, offered scholarship uh, in the Guinness Book World of Records by Lafayette High School student senior who received $8.7 million in scholarships in 2019. The school said that the res- responses for schools is still pouring in and that Barnes has a goal to reach $10 million in scholarships by the end of the month. So this was in April. We now just start our first day of May, a couple days ago, so he's going to be breaking that record even more, I'm sure. But just the fact that this kid is 16, he is basically already graduating high school, he will be graduating college here soon at the end of this month in May, and he's gotten millions upon millions of dollars in fucking scholarships. It's crazy, but good for him because, you know... America's best and brightest needs to show themselves in order to 
you know, further our country and make it better for generations to come. So very happy about that. All right, that wraps up this week's episode of the politics and news section of the Detention Podcast. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Please spread the word and uh, encourage others to listen as well. You can follow us on Twitter at DetentionPod1, or you can send us an email at DetentionPodcast1 at gmail.com. You can listen to the Detention Podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And with that, your detention has been served. We will see you on Friday.